Hello, and welcome to Being Boss, a podcast for creative entrepreneurs. I'm Emily Thompson. And I'm Kathleen Shannon. I'm Tatiana Morales, and I am Being Boss. In this episode of Being Boss, we're talking about tarot, spiritual baths, and creative business with Tatiana Tarot. As always, you can find all the tools, books, and links we reference on the show notes at www.beingboss.club. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't quite made the leap to working for yourself, there's a good chance that your idea of how challenging it will be to be your own boss won't exactly match up with the reality of how challenging it's actually going to be. Now, this is not an attempt to talk you out of it. In fact, it is the exact opposite because there is so much amazing help available. You've just got to know where to look. Our friends at FreshBooks make ridiculously easy cloud accounting for small businesses and have helped millions of folks just like you make the brave leap to being their own bosses. Using FreshBooks is kind of like having your own administrative assistant who's got your back 24-7. So you can set automatic late payment reminders and you can have FreshBooks do the chasing. So goodbye awkward money conversations. And with the new proposal feature, you can create a living professional document for your project and have your client sign online so you can get to work faster. It is so incredibly legit. To see how FreshBooks can support you in your quest for becoming boss, we want to offer our listeners an unrestricted 30-day free trial. Just go to freshbooks.com slash being boss and enter being boss in the how did you hear about us section. Tatiana Tarot is an intuitive tarot therapist and ritual practitioner, medium, spiritual consultant, teacher, and energetic healer. Based in New Orleans, she has over 20 years of experience as an intuitive tarot reader and continues to provide this service as a means of alternative therapy to aid others in gaining higher awareness of their personal power, intuitive psychic abilities, and to facilitate healing through a deeper connection with spirit. She believes in the power of traditional sacred arts used in a modern approach as a catalyst to transform others into a better state of living and to raise consciousness to guide and provide empowerment in our personal journeys. Tatiana, we are so excited to have you on the show. Thank you so much. I'm as equally excited. (laughs) <laughs> I mean, I feel like I've been following your work for, I mean, both of us for probably a year or two. And then I think I saw you post something about being boss. And I think that we all realized that we were all following each other. And I don't know, I just fangirl out on you all the right. time. Our Slack group kind of like freaked out for a moment. There was like some screenshot sharing and all what? of these things. And we were like, all right, done. Tatiana's coming on the show. That's wild. Ah, that's awesome to hear. (laughs) Because I think it was like you were showing your desk with some cards and then the Being Boss book, and we were like losing our minds. So excited. And that was like a period where I was traveling a great deal. And so your book, your Being Boss book, was like my personal companion, my my getaway escape when I could in those moments of travel. (laughs) Well, we're so excited to keep you company. But this episode is all about you because I am, we're both so curious about your entire journey and tarot and 
as a creative entrepreneur and what you're up to. So to begin, can you just give us a little bit of background as to what it is that you do for a living as a creative entrepreneur and then how you got into being an intuitive tarot reader? Absolutely. So I consider myself an intuitive tarot reader. I utilize tarot as um, a form to help my clients gain more clarity in their lives, um, to help empower them, uh, to help give them um, a boost of confidence and a sense of direction and purpose, essentially to, to remind them of their own essence and force. And I, I use predominantly the cards, but I also incorporate a lot of ritual work. So I'm a ritual practitioner. And so I use these different modalities um, as healing tools, essentially. And I got into tarot very young. I would say that tarot discovered me or tarot stumbled along my path around the age of six. Um, super, super young. My family, not conscious of the woo-woo world, um, was going frequently out on these little dates with my father to the bookstore. I grew up in, in New York, and so we would frequent Barnes & Nobles pretty often. And there I saw my first deck of cards, and I really, really felt gravitated to the tarot, not really knowing what it was. Um, and I wasn't allowed to get them at that time. As you know, I was a kid and my dad's like, that's not for kids. <laughs> but um, my grandma had a playing card deck in her home. And so what I did was like, oh, this is something that I can make believe and pretend that I, you know, how to, I know how to read or I know how to tell fortune, so to speak. And so it's always been some sort of a playing game that stuck by to me and, um, I utilized it in, in elementary school, junior high school, high school and college. And I always had this sort of gift that I didn't really consider to be anything serious until my friends and friends of friends would really tell me how much they resonated with my message. And I would see their emotions in person, you know, people would be crying and, I really saw how much of an impact it was having on individuals. I started taking it a little bit more serious. Mm -hmm. Okay, I have to know how it was that you were using the tarot, or was this the playing card deck in elementary and middle school? Like, what I were know. you doing at that time? It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre. I really try to break it down to people because I could barely understand it myself. But essentially... I do remember fragments of my childhood being like, this is make-believe, right? And so I would carry like a lunchbox. I would pretend to be a purse and coupons would be money. And then I happen to have playing cards decks. That's tarot cards. And so the hearts would be, oh, love in spades. It's like, ooh, negative energy or like, oh, watch out. And like clubs would be good luck. And so... I don't even know what system I was using at the time. I can't even begin to tell you how I even learned. It was just pulling a rabbit out of a hat for me. But that really, I was going on with some sort of momentum there. And I was also reading people's palms. And I'll tell you, it's really wild because I remember being at my lunch table and trading with friends at, you know, around that age hey, if you give me a chocolate pudding, I can totally give you a reading. <laughs> like, 
So you roll been working up. as a tarot reader and intuitive reader since you were seven. I swear it must be a past life thing because it's not like, you know, it can, you, you can understand it if it's like, oh, you have that one aunt that's eclectic and she reads at parties. No, I didn't have any of that. Granted, my father is a little woo. He's a Pisces. He's an entrepreneur, very creative, into Edgar Casey, into ancient civilizations, into learning all this stuff. So he had books on creative visualization. He had books on how to read your aura, you know, up to a certain extent. So I was exposed to it, but nothing like divination and tarot and magic. Like, I don't know where that so, but, you know, one thing I want to point out is that I feel that with the reading the cards, you were really using your intuition from a very young age. And it's like, well, duh, the hearts are speaking to love and that maybe the clubs, the shape of a clover are speaking to luck. And I feel that so many people getting into tarot now really just overthink it and they're looking for so many other people to define it for them that they're not able to bring their own intuition and creativity to making a story out of it. And I think that's something that you do so incredibly well. I've learned so much just from following you on Instagram, whenever you do a three card pull, like really tying those together in a story and looking at the imagery and describing the imagery, but then layering in meaning. You were so good at it, but also really empowering as far as all you've got to do is look at it. And I know that your man doesn't read on Instagram anymore and he's <laughs> deep into it like you are. But I remember some Instagram stories w- way back and you had asked him like to pull some cards and you were like, what do you see? And what do you think that means? And that it just doesn't have to be so complicated or so mysterious that you can bring your own intuition and meaning and skills of observation to it. Absolutely. And, um, you know, when I'm teaching a class, I teach pretty frequently. And that's the first thing that I tell people is that one thing is that the cards are very multifaceted. You know, it's not just one definition explains all you're really tapping into it an image it's it's kind of like that saying a picture has a thousand words um says a thousand words and I think my approach to it comes a little bit from my educational background so I had um majored in dance and archaeology and I had I, I had taken a lot of art history classes and so analyzing um, portraits and sculptures and breaking that down and finding the connection and the underlining history and, and, you know, what's the purpose and how is this utilized and, you know, what, how could we foresee this being used in the future? It's very similar to the cards in the sense that, you know, the pictures tell a story. And so, Rather than looking for the definition, how is this story and this image making you feel? You know, um, what are the subtleties about the, the symbols, you know, telling you what directions are the characters facing? Why? What happened prior to this one screenshot of a card? What's going to happen after? You know, what are the colors invoking in you? So there's just so much substance. So like to have your, 
spirit and your intuition to fill in the blanks. It, it could be a really, really fun process. It doesn't have to be tedious at all. But we're just so accustomed to overanalyzing and over-rationalizing and just trying to pry everything down and, and um, think things into excess that um, it's it's important for us to move out of the way and just kind of tap into that sense of feeling and, and, and allowing yourself to tell a story. Ooh, this is so interesting, especially from the art history point of view, because as someone who went to school for painting, we were taught to really bring a creative rationale to our work. And then in the same, you know, in our art history classes, really dissect the paintings. And sometimes I thought, I'm just painting something that I think looks cool. Like you all are way overthinking all of this. But then what's really interesting about that is I would paint something. I would think it had no meaning. I would just kind of be doing it. And then afterward and upon reflection and maybe even years later start to see things in a painting that I did where I was like, oh, now I know what that meant. And it was probably like an intuitive soul process of sorts. And so I think that anytime I feel skeptical even about tarot, like whatever, just because that little girl is facing the left, that doesn't mean anything. I'm overthinking it. But then trusting, just trusting my own interpretation and intuition whenever it comes to that analysis or lack thereof and just tapping into the feeling. Definitely. I feel like um, it's important for anybody just to hold space and see, okay, what is it that you're pulling in that present moment? There, there. I don't want to say everything has a reason or everything has a purpose because it can be a little trite, right? But there are moments like that that's like, oh, in retrospect, I am able to connect the dots. It does make sense. And I just needed to just go with the flow and allow myself, allow my spirit to express itself authentically, freely, without me trying to confine or define anything, so to speak. So... There's always that, you know, stepping back, doing the work, stepping back and allowing itself to reveal its purpose in time. I also want to throw in here that one of the things that I find that I connect with so much with what you're saying is that as an entrepreneur, I often find myself forcing everything, <laughs> literally everything. You know, I'm showing up, building business, all of these things. And what I definitely find is that whenever that whenever I'm really deep into it, I start really craving time with my cards, being able to step back and really give myself the space to tap into my intuition and to slow down and not uh, not really force anything, but just see what comes up. I found is also a really powerful way for me to sort of balance the like drive that it takes to build business um, with sort of the slowness that is necessary to like slow down and enjoy everyday life. Right. I find that, you know, tarot is such, for me in particular, it's such an introspective practice that it can be like, it's definitely a form of self-care. And so during those, I relate to you completely in the sense that in control freak, hey, I'm like uh, this goddess with 18 arms that's doing the most at this moment. And I just need um, a sense of serenity and peace. And the cards offer that. The cards essentially, because it, it's not, um, 
I guess it's not so much as in Magic 8-Ball where you're getting this automatic answer right then and there. And it's like, bam, here's your yes or no. It's more like I'm going to need to take time to dissect, which requires me to hold space for myself and really listen to my internal process and see how that's being mirrored in the cards. It's this intimate relationship that's, you know, it's almost like you're, you're seeing a physical manifestation of your energy in front of you on a cardstock. Yeah. And that's never black and white. That's never a yes and no. There's a million different options and paths available to us. There are so many nuances and themes and variables whenever it comes to making decisions and doing the work and figuring out what it is that you want personally and professionally. And the cards are going to reflect that. And so it does take, I think even after a reading, the cards can give you all the answers, but if you're not open to it, or if you're not honest, uh, doing, yeah, honest, or even doing the work it takes to understand what that means for you and what that means for your next steps, then, then you're, you're lost. You know, it might not mean as much to you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I also find that, you know, so this is like a, a, a spiritual tool that can definitely be utilized for personal development, personal advancement. But what it is, is that it's really trying to teach you how to be more accountable, responsible, and aware of your power and your energy here as a human being, um, aware of the human experience, right? And what we go through on a day-to-day basis, um, intimately and cosmically and how that interconnects. Um, so I have a question with that going into a reading, what are the best ways that you can prep or that your clients can prep for a tarot reading whenever it comes to being open and honest and really bringing it to that experience? I would definitely tell people to be very clear and concise with what their intentions are. It's not a necessity, but the reason why I'll let people know what is it that you're needing a reading for exactly? I'll get a lot of broad questions like, oh, I'm going through so many transformations and shifts. And I'm like, that's an everyday thing. Like, it's not just (laughs) now, you know, what, what more, what's the specifics of what you're experiencing? Do you feel like you're, you're losing your old identity? Is it, are there relationships that are falling apart? Do you feel like there's a shift in your creativity and in your sense of purpose with your career? What is it? What is it that you're actually seeking the cards uh, for guidance? Or are you approaching the cards to rob you of your power, to rob you of your sense of, um, uh, uh, of choice, so to speak? And to make decisions for you, are you really approaching it from that angle? Now, I want them to break it down and let me know what it is that they're really seeking because the cards are so multifaceted. Because if you pull, so to speak, like a death card, that could be read in terms of finances, in terms of spirituality, in terms of relationships, in terms of et cetera, et cetera. And so it helps Prepare me to be of service to you if I know what sort of angle 
and what, what it is that you're seeking, you know? It's not always a necessity. I think a lot of people come with a sense of curiosity and it is fun. It's like going to um, a fair and sitting at the gypsy booth and getting a reading and just seeing like, okay, what does the universe want to tell me? That can also be a thing. But for the most part, if people are very inclined and wanting to get a reading, it's for a specific reason. And so I, I want them to nail that down. I feel like I'm kind of the opposite where for like a daily draw for myself, it might be around something really specific or even what kind of energy can I bring to this day or what kind of energy can I learn from in this day. And my readings that I reserve where I'm hiring someone like you, it is more of like a broad, like, I just need you to like see what you see. Tell me what I need to know. You know, does that make sense? (laughs) And that's totally fine. That's totally fine. But one thing that I've come across in my experience of reading is that I'll do a lot of general readings. That's what I call a general reading. And a little bit later on, the client will be like, oh, well, I really meant to ask about the status of my marriage. I'm like, well, why didn't we just get that out of the way? (laughs) It's like they need a warm up reading or like maybe they don't trust it. Like they don't feel that. Or they're too scared to want to know the answer or the truth of what they really know. Because Tarot's not going to tell you something that you don't know. It's only just going to reveal like your subconscious process and everything that maybe you've been hiding from or avoiding or shutting your ears off to. Or maybe you haven't been accrediting your intuition and Tarot is that like affirmation, like, yeah, you definitely need to make that leap. Yeah, you definitely can trust that coworker, you know, et cetera, et cetera. All right. I've got a question about the other ritual work that you do and being a medium. How tell tell us more about what that means and how it affects the way that you work and the way that you work with your clients. So um I just call myself a ritual practitioner to basically say that I work with the elements of nature to try to bring back energetic balance into a client's life. Um, I utilize this in my life in the most simplistic of ways. And so what that looks like for me, my personal practice stems from um, the Yoruban tribe in Nigeria, and it's called Ifa. And so Ifa pertains to various deities and various energies that correlate with Nature, river, the air, you know, um, earth. And so I will do things such as spiritual baths or if a client is more inclined to do more hands-on work, like working with, with candles, working with fire magic, working with intent, putting something out there, wanting to invoke a particular outcome in their lives, I'll do that too. Uh, more frequently, I've been working with, you know, spiritual baths as a way to bring a sense of peace and calm into someone's life. And what it is, is just accumulating these tools, water, flowers, and, you know, utilizing prayer. Um, and I don't mean that in like in a religious way, but you really vocalizing specific and deliberate intent, um, gratitude, and 
incorporating that into your daily routines, bathing yourself and washing away any energetic toxicity, just in the sense that we might use like a scrub to exfoliate our, the layers of our skin. We're using a spiritual bath to exfoliate any dense toxicity, lethargy, you know, worry, anxiety, et cetera, et cetera. Okay, I know our listeners are going to want specifics, so <laughs> you're throwing some salt in the bath, some flowers, maybe like yeah. some crystals. Like, give us the specifics yes. of like how can we go from having just an ordinary bath, or maybe even a luxurious bath, to having a magical bath. Um, in my tradition, there is this goddess that a lot of people like to connect with and pray to. Um, because she's associated with fluidity, fertility of all sorts, not just childbirth, but the process of being creatively abundant, um, opulence and wealth internally and externally, sexuality, power, intuition, and her name is Oshun. And so Oshun, um, where her spirit resides is in the river, mostly water, but the river. So, um, we were near the Mississippi river and it's not always the case that you need to go get river water. I mean, if you're in New York, you definitely don't want to go to the Hudson river, (laughs) (laughs) you know, but you can use any water with that sort of intent. And what you want to do is incorporate some elements that honor her and that are associated with that sort of the characteristics of her spirit. So honey for sweetness coconut milk for this soft you know soft abundance yummy yummy life um fruits um oranges apples berries for for harvest abundance pumpkins um what else did we incorporate flowers she's really big on sunflowers she's big on anything that represents natural beauty um cinnamon and so you're adding these ingredients into the bath and i would say be very intuitive with it um oshun is somewhat associated with the number five so you could add five of each it's not a necessity but you want to put it in a bowl and as you're combining thank you oshun for your presence and i ask that you please um, ensure that I ensure that you bless my home, my family, my children. May I prosper in every aspect of my life. May I thrive with ease. Please remove any toxicity. Um, please enhance my sense of worth, my sense of confidence. Allow things to just slip off of me so that I don't worry because she's kind of very nonchalant and very charming and, and, and the joy of living is the essence of Oshun. And so um, laughter and celebration and, and positive news and may anybody that comes upon my path with positive intentions, may this extend to them as well. And, and it could be something as basic as that as long as you're feeling it and you're putting the intentions And you go into your bath and it's going to be kind of messy. It's not like this luxurious spa bath, right? And you, you can scrub your head and your body with the contents of the water. And of course you're like, what the hell do I do with like the remnants of the flowers and the, the fruit and whatnot? These are offerings that you can, if you have the means to 
throw it in a body of water so that it flows to ocean. Or you, you know, it could be compost going back into the earth, or, you know, you can incorporate it in another ritual or you throw it out. But if you throw it out, just do so with intention. And so it's simple and it's beautiful and it gets you in the zone of that energy. All right. What would you say to someone who doesn't directly connect with Oshun or is it okay for anyone to directly connect with that deity? Or do you think that people should find a deity that resonates with them or even a kind of energy that resonates with them whenever it comes to making this offering and making this bath? Um, certainly. <clears throat> yes and no. So I feel like Oshun is such a benevolent spirit that she is pretty much you know, that energy is going to be able to discern what your intentions are and what kind of an individual you are and how you live your life and whether you do so with integrity and dignity. And I think that's really what's going to make the, the bulk of this magic work is that if she truly feels in alignment with, with your spirit, because the important thing to note is that you're not revering something externally. It's just an energy that you share and resonates with you. So essentially, it's like I am honoring the Ishun within me, you know, and I think people have a big misconception of that. And so in under in in one way, yes, you need to proceed with caution in terms of utilizing cultural deities and spirits that may not pertain to your culture. Um, I feel like you can absolutely access the energy of Oshun in other cultures as long as you do so with integrity, as long as you respect the particular traditions and you uh, care to be proactive enough to learn about the procedures and the protocols of such. I mean, you could be... Um, you could take initiative by contacting a practitioner of that practice and field and asking them, or maybe even Googling some books on Amazon, buying something and just reading up on it. Um, the first way to start is really doing your history and your lineage, where your family comes from. A close friend of mine, she's she calls herself a Viking priestess. Another friend of mine, he's really connected with druids. So um, you would start with your own ancestral lineage, making that intention to connect to them, asking your parents for photos and folklore and stories behind the scenes, putting the puzzle pieces together. If you have the privilege to do so, some people don't. Um, even so, I would say prayer and intention, you know, speaking things into existence. I would love to connect with the spirits of my other side for the highest good of all involved, because not all of our ancestors are pure and nice, <laughs> you know, right, right. and then just holding space to see what happens. Meditating. Are you, you know, is something coming up in your meditations where it could be some sort of insight? Do you, do you feel compelled to go to the library to do further research, et cetera, et cetera? And so, yeah, people can definitely approach these energies. We're not really talking about initiation. We're talking about something, you know, which is a very serious commitment. We're talking about just incorporating those characteristics and honoring that we share the same vibration and having that extra assistance to, um, 
perform a task. You're giving an offering, so it's a reciprocated exchange. Thank you so much for sharing that. I think that so many, especially the people who listen to this podcast, I think for the most part are, I call them woo curious. <laughs> the woosters. Where, yes, for sure. Where they're interested enough to begin taking those steps and oftentimes don't know what the first steps are to take. So I appreciate you taking the time to sort of lay that out in a, in a way that at least I know I can really connect with. Now, we know our bosses, and we know that many of you are looking to easily sell online courses, memberships, and digital downloads to your audience. Well, we found a solution for you in Podia, your all-in-one digital storefront where you can sell your online boss creations in one place with no technical knowledge needed, no third-party plugins required, and zero transaction fees. Start selling today with a 14-day free trial of Podia and as an exclusive offer to the Being Boss listeners, 15% off for life by going to podia.com slash boss. That's P-O-D-I-A dot com slash boss. I want to get back to tarot, if we may. Um, I want to talk about how it is that you personally use it. So not even for reading for clients, but how it is that you use the tarot to, you know, make work decisions or sort of navigate through your life. Totally. So I use tarot now because it my work is pretty redundant right i'm just reading clients day in and day out and so with that sort of routine it can get very tedious i can even get a bit resentful like i don't want to do this i'm exhausted i feel like i'm not tapping into my creative potential and so i have to remind myself that first and foremost i'm an artist i i i you know i was a dancer before i even stepped into this field of the woo and so it's like, mm, how do I marry these worlds together? How can I think outside of the box? And so I actually seldom read myself. I find that a lot of people um, find it tricky to read themselves. It's it's not as fluid for me as it would be an individual, to, uh, me reading an individual. And so um, what helps me are reading spreads or incorporating spreads rather than just kind of going with the flow and being a little bit more intuitive. I've been analyzing some deep, complex spreads recently for myself that I might want to break down into workshops and classes, one of which is called Radu's Wheel that is very esoteric and eclectic and incorporates the full deck. And what it does is that it contains three wheels past, present, and future, breaks down what's going on now, breaks down what has gone on for the past 28 days, and what is to come for the next span of three months ahead. And there is a section on the side that talks about past life relationships and how that connection is relevant to your life right now. And the other section talks about past lives and the energy of such, you know. So the section about past life relationships will talk about your uh your connection to your family, your lovers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. you know, why you repeat certain energies, why you have certain dynamics and patterns. And then in the bottom is reserved for nine questions that you were to write before the beginning of the spread. 
and then you read this all together. It's like a it's a big conjure pot of cards, and it's complex. And people say it takes about three to nine hours to really break it down. I was about to say that sounds like an all day event. You I'm do thinking your a whole notebook. A whole notebook is what <laughs> I would need. Dedicated notebook for one reading. <laughs> you read these cards seasonally, so it's four times a year, right? Just w- when we're doing business work, we work in quarters. And that's another way, segueing to that, how I incorporate tarot in business. Um, uh, Sundays, I pull one card for every day of the week. Business-wise, what am I to expect? You know, what sort of energy should I be projecting for success, financial success, to reach my financial goals, to avoid certain energies, et cetera, et cetera? What do I need to know? What's the theme of the month? Um, and I actually also just like to incorporate, you know, the cards in dance. I did a choreography where I was kind of doing like this live action of a reading and going through the major arcanas and different energies and incorporating that in movement. I also like to just do wild things and completely throw the cards on the floor with intention. Be like, okay, this is the universe. Bam. And just see what flips up and what's down and the the patterns and the layers and dissect that and just kind of try to come up with things that I haven't seen and something that's going to spark further inspiration, maybe spark a blog post, maybe spark some content, maybe spark, oh, I, I want to analyze this painting and see how it correlates with the tarot or, you know, analyze this piece of music, you know? I love how you just throw all the quote unquote rules out the window and you're just like throwing your cards around and coming up with insanely large and like complex spreads. And I also love that all of this is you using your own creativity to rethink how it is that you do something that so many people are doing in basically the same way. I mean, if you're doing tarot readings, you're doing a tarot reading like most other tarot readers who are doing tarot readings. But if you're also creating your own spreads and coming up with workshops about it or just challenging yourself to think about them or see them in a new way, then you are taking that next step into just doing better than what is expected. Well, it's also for me, it's like, um, I'm sure it's the same for you guys. We're in an industry of problem solving, right? And so it's like, how can I find a way to make this fun and easy? Something that is not accessible to the public, something that you can't necessarily read up online or in a book. How do I break this down so that it's like, oh, people don't have to perceive the tarot as like cracking open a calculus textbook. <laughs> it could be like, oh my God, I got to memorize 78 cards. And what is this? It could be a lot. And so um, I, I definitely tell people there are no rules in tarot. It's free will. It's like Pandora's box. <laughs> you know, it's like anything can happen. And you really have full range of exploring this modality and using it in a way that really sparks your creativity and your interest and it, and it, and it gets you 
it gets you to kind of know yourself in a new in a new lens. Right. And for me, it sounds like you're just you are nurturing a close relationship with your work on like a whole different level. And again, you're not just showing up to do the work, but you're showing up to do the work in a different way. And that's so much deeper than just showing up to do the work. Yeah. I mean, it is a passion of mine. And I think it's almost like this aspect of myself that's a little bit of a mad scientist that just is really struggling to understand I don't know if you guys ever seen that clip of Beyonce where she was just like why do I have this talent why is it me and it's not like it's like what why what what is it about my journey with the tarot that's like Hey, I'm six. I'm just going to pick this up and I don't know where it comes from. That is just, just so wild and bizarre to me. Like, what is my purpose with this deck of cards? Like, why do I personally resonate it with it, with it so well that it's easy for me to read and others know? Like, why is it that I, I have a, a business from this? This was not my intention. Like, I did not see this coming in a million years. It is a passion of mine. It's my happy zone. I feel like it's providing purpose. I feel like it's effective. I feel like it's hitting every niche that I need to feel fulfilled. And I guess in me doing all this stuff and all these experiments and thinking outside the box, it's really like a call for me to dissect the, 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 the reasoning. And I might never figure out what that is. It might just be like, oh, you we all have that one thing. We all have that one gift, you know, um, and that's just what it is. But it's, it... I want to talk about the creative, like you were a creative through and through dance, tarot, mad scientist, medium. I want to talk a little bit about the business side. Was it hard for you to start, you know, charging or how did you build up the business side of it? And what have been some of your biggest lessons? Like, what would you say to someone who is incredibly creative by nature and wants to start a business, but doesn't know where to begin? It's totally not easy. And I feel uh, it's totally amen. not easy. Amen to all right. of that. Right. It's, it's a big sacrifice. A lot of... People just see the woo-woo on social media, right? But what they don't see is, oh, fucking taxes, <laughs> you know? Amen. Ah, <laughs> finding the right accountant or, like, breaking things down in a spreadsheet, uh, the scheduling system, the email system, everything, dealing with difficult clients, trying to be more efficient, you know, marketing, branding, you know, uh, dealing with, you're, this is spiritual industry. So there's a sense of sensitivity. This is the level of sensitivity that you have to approach people with because they're vulnerable. And it's like when they're coming to you, it's usually because there is a problem, right? And so it's almost like a doctor, essentially. And so I would tell people, I'm very fortunate that, um, my parents are entrepreneurs and creative entrepreneurs at that. So I've always had them as an example and I've always worked alongside of them. You know, my dad being an actor and then a dog whisperer and he like rehabilitates dogs and he like trains them and all that stuff. So it's like great to see his journey. 
Um, a lot of my experience comes from the dance industry and um, working as an instructor and a performer and a choreographer and trying to trying to really create a market for myself in New York City with all these modalities of dance and also, you know, what else can I do that it's not like I'm always active, you know, coming up with new content in dance, like new classes or, or, you know, incorporating yoga, et cetera, et cetera, branding myself, et cetera, et cetera. So that kind of trickled in into tarot. And I love business. I love breaking this down. Even the tedious stuff. And it, it's, it's not easy. It's not a happy place all the time, but it, it, it does get me excited. I am a nerd. I love reading books on entrepreneurship. <laughs> like I love watching YouTube videos on breaking shit down. Um, I would say, I think that there is a, a little bit of a void. And I personally would like to transition into maybe being a business consultant when I feel like I'm at that level to do so when I figured out my own shit. Um, because there's a lot of friends and people that like don't know the basics. We don't know how to set up a website, an efficient website that has the how to and boundaries, which are so important. You know, this is what you can do. This is what you cannot do. I am not an emotional punching bag, you know? Um, right. And, and um, readings are from so-and-so. You can't just call me up in the middle of the night because you have a crisis or sending me really hostile emails. And um, I think a lot of spiritual practitioners don't underestimate the amount of work content work you know how do i create a successful social media platform and really spreading the word and um word of mouth and doing events you know not just being behind the scenes and seeing clients on your your um computer but i love socializing and i'm very fortunate to have been from new york and to be in like the limelight where you know, I've done amazing events like um, film festivals, the Tribeca Film Festival, uh, uh, parties, you know, birthday parties, bachelorette parties, um, you know, Afropunk, et cetera, et cetera. And so it's like, you know, there weren't a lot of people doing something like that. But if there's a will, there's a way. And you have to be very persistent and you have to be very proactive and you really just got to think outside the box because a lot of people are like, oh, you can't do that. Or I didn't think about that before. I thought you had to just, you know, be in the little French Quarter shop and wait for people to come to you. And it's like, that's not really how it's going to work. <laughs> but you're figuring it out as you go every day, right? <laughs> yeah. And I'm inspired by by seeing other entrepreneurs such as you guys. I'm inspired by people who have absolutely nothing to do with the spiritual community, maybe people who work out, people who are working with ceramic arts, um, painters and potters and, and, and florists and, and other visionaries and seeing, okay, what are they doing and what's gravitating, what's making me gravitate to their art and their work ethic and how can I incorporate that 
into my own business. And so it's and that's why it's like you've got to build up your community of other creatives. Because even I saw you posting something on Instagram about scheduling. And I sent you a DM and I was like, you've got to get acuity scheduling or Thank something. You. Where you're not <laughs> doing all that back and forth. Like this can be easier. But you don't know what you don't know. And especially if you've never been an entrepreneur before. And also that's important to note because I have been so stubborn thinking that I can do it all. And it's like, do I really want to invest in that? No. And it's sometimes like, yeah, you're going to have to invest. Just try to be as efficient as possible and delegate more, you know, so that you can make space and time for the things that really matter. Focus on your strengths and and really bank on your strengths. You know, my weakness um, is the back and forth with the emails and things that really drain you over time. And my strengths is like, I like to sit down and write content. I like to think about what videos are going to be most effective and what's going to answer what people want to know. I like to analyze comments and see, okay, what are these people really asking for? You know, what, what is it that they, they need that they don't really know how to vocalize or express? Or what has not been done. And, and, ooh, like, I'm really into photography now. And I'm, like, into plants and cooking. And, like, ooh, how do I incorporate tarot and and cooking? And, oh, maybe hoodoo. Like, ooh, like, this plant is great. Like, rosemary in my chicken. Protective chicken. (laughs) Something really dope and out of the box. You know? Okay, speaking of protective chicken, <laughs> that was a terrible segue, but I, you've got the sweetest little baby, and I'm so curious how you're bringing magic and ritual into motherhood and into your into her life, because, you know, you're talking about being six years old at Barnes & Noble and not quite allowed to buy a tarot deck, whereas I feel like your daughter's probably already reading. So, like, Eating what is up. that like for you? <laughs> Um, it's very organic because I, um, well, I wasn't compelled to read people so much as I was pregnant. It was a very exhausting pregnancy. I felt like intuitively because I'm always like, go, go, go hands on doing a million things at once. Like that pregnancy sat my ass down and was like, you're going to do nothing and you're going to watch TV and you're going to read and you're just going to marinate in stillness. And so during that time, I felt compelled to still do my work in the form of teaching. Um, and I think like, you know, the universe has its ways of opening up new avenues. So, you know, like that's the direction I need to go on because a lot of people were inquiring about classes or they were coming up to me to say, Hey, would you be interested in teaching in my shop? And so me, one who had been really resistant to such, because I never really felt like, Oh, well, how am I going to break down what I do? How do I explain this? I kind of just threw myself in there and just went with the flow and started creating a curriculum and et cetera, et cetera. And so she was always been in the womb exposed to that. She's always been in the womb while I was reading people. And now that she, you know, she's turning one next month, I take her to all the classes with me. She's teaching the class with me. You know, even if that means like I'm literally, I have a laptop here and I'm breastfeeding her in front of my class. And a lot of it is because my husband's working in the evenings and I don't have family here and I just feel uncomfortable leaving her in the daycare in the evening. Like I don't come out of class until like 10. 
et cetera, et cetera. And like, I don't want to right. do by herself. And I want her to be exposed to different things so she can say, oh, this is what mommy does. And, and there are different ways of being a creative entrepreneur. And um, I, I, I don't say that I do a lot of hands-on ritual with her because I, you know, my life is just so busy as is with being a mom. I try to be as minimalistic as possible, as simplistic as possible. So I just, she, she's just watching me for every step of the way. When I'm cooking, I'm explaining to her this new thing that I'm doing, you know, oh, like hoodoo cooking. Like I'm adding these recipes. If she's seeing mama make oils, hey, you want to sniff some rose oil? Like, okay. You know, she's got, she's strapped on me. And so it's like leading leading through example, leading by example. You know, I'm not going to force anything on her. Like she certainly likes to gnaw on the cards. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's funny. All right. Well, before we wrap up, I have a few quick fire questions for you. Okay. What are like your go-to tools and talismans? Okay. So what has been gifted to me pretty frequently is this Palo Santo oil that's been used for grounding um it smells like heaven palo santo is translated into holy wood and it's very synonymous with like the purpose of sage which is banishing negativity clearing out the air getting you to a state of balance and grounding and this is just like a sweeter scent and so i grab that uh, uh to go while i'm giving readings um, or just when I need to snap out of it, when I'm dealing with my child and it's very overwhelming, just pour it on. I also have like this Nefertiti necklace um, that I just really resonate with the image of Nefertiti and, and her, her, her status as a, this royal, royal divinity, energy, divine energy and, and how she was very autonomous spiritually and, 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 and her, her reign in that. And so I, I like that as a reminder. I also wear a, a Brooklyn ring that reminds me of home and it reminds me of the hustle mentality because living in New Orleans now, it, it's the big easy. So everything is like slow and just, it's so easy to be like, and I'm just going to lounge with a cocktail. And it's like, <laughs> no, you're from Brooklyn. You're not going to lounge. <laughs> Get back to work. <laughs> Yeah. Right, I know. We're we're um planning our Bean Boss New Orleans trip as of recording this. It'll be in like two weeks. And I am becoming all too familiar with what it's like to do business in the big easy. Yes. <laughs> or try to do business in the big easy. <laughs> Next quick fire. What card are you resonating the most with right now? The magician, I will what I want, get it done. How can I maximize with my time on this planet? You know, how can I just be this creative vessel making things manifest in the physical realm? That's my favorite too. I love that right? card. Right? Um, what's your sign? So I'm a Virgo sun, Leo moon, Leo rising. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> Kathleen is a Leo rising, right, Kathleen? And yeah, I'm, a I'm a Leo moon. Oh, wild. There we go, right there. So, yeah, it explains a lot. It explains <laughs> why we're all connected. <laughs> right. Okay, what recently has made you feel most boss? 
Oh, God. Stepping into a producing role. So I've been working with this director for a secret project and he just does know nothing. And so I really had to step into this role where it's like really explaining my way of living and explaining my contents and, and explaining my work. And it just made me feel like I am adding on a new responsibility. I'm adding on to a new gift, a new role, which excites me. It's like, ooh, what, what are my potentials here? You know? business wise. And so I would say also just really just writing, sitting down and doing content, the stuff that it's not so pretty, I, it makes me feel purposeful. Well, you do such a great job at it. I cannot wait to hear more about this secret project. I think that you've given us a few glimpses on Instagram. So speaking of where can our listeners find you? Where can they book a session with you? Where can they find you on Instagram? Tell us all the places. Absolutely. So my website is called myurbanillumination.com and you will be able to book yourself a session, read more about the process, about the sessions and myself there. Um, for more updates on my personal life and my tarot journey and to read the meditations and sculpts, you can visit my Twitter or my Instagram at Tatiana Tarot. And that's Tatiana with two N's. Hey bosses, I want to tell you about the CEO Day Kit. The CEO Day Kit is 12 months of focused planning for your business in just one day. So Emily and I have packaged up the exact tools that we've been consistently using for years that have helped us grow from baby bosses to the CEOs of our own businesses. Gain clarity, find focus, get momentum, prioritize your time, make better decisions, and become more self-reliant with the CEO Day Kit. Go to courses.beingboss.club to learn more and see if it's a fit for you and your business. Thank you for listening to Being Boss. If you're looking for more help in being boss of your work and life, come check out our website where you can find episode show notes, browse our archives, and access free resources like worksheets, trainings, quizzes, and more. It's all at www.beingboss.club. Do the work. Be boss. Thank you.